To those of you listening to us on the Internet, to the men and women in our armed forces, wherever you may be, to our members and guests here at beautiful Savior Lutheran in Milwaukee, grace be to you and peace from God our Father, from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. The word of God upon which we base our meditation on this, the epiphany of our Lord, is the uh, second reading from Ephesians chapter 3. You heard it read before. I recall just these words. You have heard that he let me know this mystery through a revelation. I've already written to you about this briefly. When you read this, you will see that I understand the mystery about Christ. In the name of our dear Lord Jesus Christ, who is the light of the world, my beloved. Twelve drummers drumming, eleven pipers piping, ten lords a-leaping, nine ladies dancing, eight maids a-milking, and you know the rest. And uh, whether or not you like that song, what it indicates uh, is the 12 days of Christmas. Maybe some of you have read that book about uh, that this was some type of encryption or cryptic catechism during times of persecution that the Christians would use uh, to teach their kids, one, Jesus Christ, two, the New Testament and Old Testament. Whether or not that's historical or urban legend, we really don't know. But again, the song marks the 12 days of Christmas. What are the 12 days of Christmas? Well, it depends upon how and when you mark it. If you mark Christmas as one, then January 5th is 12, and then you celebrate the Epiphany. On the other hand, if you mark uh, December 26th as number one, then January 6th is the Epiphany. Now, try as I might, I've done some study and trying to investigate all this stuff, and we know it's all tradition anyway, right? But uh, why the ancient church fathers decided on December 25th as the birthday of Jesus, I don't know. And 12 days thereafter, the Epiphany, the Christmas of the Gentiles, I don't know. But there is a significance of this date, and by the way, Epiphany, last time uh, fell on uh, Sunday, was uh, in 2013. So here we are celebrating the Epiphany on Sunday, uh, known as the Christmas of the Gentiles, or the non-Jews. And uh, one of the Bible stories that we usually talk about on this day is the arrival of the wise men from the East, those mystery men. Really don't know how many there were, who they were, where they really came from. Jesus was a Jew. He was born of the Jews. When he came into the world, his Jewish nation rejected him. And so according to God's plan, the good news now is going to be taken from those Jewish people and given to the non-Jews or the Gentiles. That's you and me. Supposedly, the first non-Jews that were recorded that worshipped Jesus were the wise men from the east, so the Gentiles. 
They were called to uh, worship also by a mysterious star. We looked at that in Bible class a couple of weeks ago. We really don't know what that star was. Was it a conjunction of planets? Was it a specially created star that moved? It's a mystery. Twelve days after Christmas, the Christmas of the Gentiles, that's you and me, January 6th. St. Paul says, You have heard that he let me know this mystery through a revelation. I've already written to you about this briefly. When you read this, you'll see that I understand the mystery about Christ. In the past, this mystery was not known by people as it is now. The Spirit has now revealed it to his holy apostles and prophets. This mystery is the good news that people who are not Jewish have the same inheritance as Jewish people do. They belong to the same body and share the same promise that Christ made, that God made in Christ Jesus. The Epiphany theme is one of mystery. Do some of you like reading mysteries? If you want to read a mystery, you know, you never read the end first. You always read the mystery and you wonder who done it. And then you say, oh, yeah, I should have thought about that. My wife, who is not here this morning, because she has the stomach flu, that's the curse or the blessing, however you want to look at it. Um, if I were to ask you, uh, do you know my wife's middle name? How about my father's middle name? You don't know my father's middle name. But if I tell you my father's middle name is George, you say, oh, now I know it. Before that, it was a mystery. Those of you who have um, gone to games at Lambeau Field or uh, Miller Park, you'll see there's a bunch of statues out there. You know, Vince Lombardi and Robin Yount and Bud Sealing and wherever you go. There was a day when those statues were erected uh, that they had a special dedicatory uh, celebration and they covered them up with a big canvas or veil. And they said, now... Let's show you what the statue looks like. They put off the veil. Oh, yeah, now we can see it. A mystery is something that you don't know unless someone tells you about it. Any of you ever take calculus? That's a fun subject. How about statistics? That's even more fun. But even if you're studying arithmetic in days of old, did you ever have one of those situations where you just couldn't get it? And then you had a teacher who had a special gift and showed you and said, Ah, the light went on. Now I understand. A mystery is something that you don't know until someone tells you about it. Now the definition when we talk about a mystery in the Bible is somewhat different. A mystery is something that only God alone knows. But he goes out of his way to tell it to human beings. Whom then he expects to share with others. people of the Old Testament who lived before Jesus, that's Adam, of course, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Joseph, David, they knew something about God's rescue plan, how one day the, Satan's head would be crushed by a rescuer's foot, how this person who would be the rescuer would suffer for them, and yet he would be king of all. But just exactly what that was all about, they really didn't know. It was a mystery. And by the way, those Jewish people of the Old Testament 
really didn't go out of their way at all to tell others about the true God. It just wasn't apparently in their blood. Well, when Jesus came, he revealed the mystery. The mystery rescuer was now there. Now the people could know the specifics. Born in Bethlehem, born in a manger, grew up to heal the blind. I am the good shepherd. Died a terrible death. Rose again to live forever and is sitting at the, sitting at the right hand of God. But the people of the Old Testament did not know all of those details. They were a mystery until they were unveiled when Jesus came. It was another mystery of the Bible. And that's the one that St. Paul talks about this morning. A mystery that was revealed just to him alone, first of all. And you know who St. Paul was? Uh, that special person? Boy, was he special. Persecuted and killed Christians. Until God finally called him and revealed to him who Jesus really was. And then he told him, or that St. Paul says, this mystery is the good news that people who are not Jewish have the same inheritance as Jewish people do. The mystery that was revealed to St. Paul, and now we know today, is that previously, before Jesus came in St. Paul's time, was that God just chose one race of people, the Jewish people, to give his word to. You might say previously in the Old Testament it was private viewing only. But now it's open to the public. In the Old Testament, the religion used to be exclusive. Now the message of Jesus is inclusive. It's amazing how when Paul went out and preached the message of Jesus Christ, and he was a Jew... A Christian Jew, he was hated by his fellow Jews for preaching the message of Jesus Christ. Nevertheless, he became a powerful missionary around the Gentile world, carrying the message of Jesus to the Gentiles. Ah, but there's a warning for us this morning. The definition of a mystery according to the Bible is a mystery is something that only God knows in his brain, in his mind but he de determines to share it and tell people about it, human beings, and then he expects that they in turn will share it with others. Now we do have to confess some of our sins of the past. And some of you sitting here this morning, you can remember back to the days when beautiful Savior Lutheran Church was 1,500 members. And on a Sunday morning... All the Sunday school rooms were bursting with kids. You even had to put them in closets. You didn't have enough space. I remember that day when I, uh, those days back to when I was a, a young kid in the 50s in inner city Milwaukee. I mean, you had so many German Lutherans there. You didn't go out of your way to try to tell other people on the outside about Jesus. They wanted to know. They had to sort of fight their way to become an insider. One lady I had in a congregation in the past uh, we spent a lot of money on evangelism and outreach. She said, why are you spending all that money on evangelism and outreach? They can see the cross on the top of our church. If they want to come, they know where we are. Back in the 1950s again in my inner city congregation, when the neighborhoods were pretty segregated back then. On one Sunday morning, I can still remember because my dad was a, 
an elder and an, and an usher, and he told me the story after the worship service. But uh, the worship service was just about ready to begin, and an African-American man, single, came in a little bit late. The only black man in the church. One of the ushers came up to him and said, uh, Sir, this congregation is not for you. There's a congregation for your kind a couple blocks away. When the pastor found out about that, he was fit to be tied. The Jews of Paul's day said, no time for outsiders. The outsiders are just not like us. And the only thing that finally broke down the racial and cultural barriers was the message of Jesus Christ, crucified for all. I mean, let's not deny it. All you have to do is look at the paper, the Internet, or whatever. Racial tensions in our nation are raising, is raising its ugly head once again. Big towns, big cities, small towns, bias, prejudice. And the suggested answer is new laws, federal investigations, new body cameras for police officers. But of course, if you look into the Bible, you recognize you can't legislate morality. Acts 17. The Lord of the heavens gives everyone life, breath, and everything they have. From one man, he has made every nation of humanity to live over the earth, all the earth. One of the pastors in our district said, you know, there's no black race, there's no white race, there's no yellow race. There's only the human race. And the only way you know about that is when you know about Jesus Christ. All human beings come from God's created hand. And because of the fall into sin, all are sinners. And none of us are victims. We are all perpetrators of hatred and division. All need to recognize their sin and the need for a Savior. And he's the only one that brings ultimate peace and equality into God's kingdom by the mystery of Jesus Christ now revealed to all people. Biblical definition of mystery once again. Something that only God knows that he chooses to tell human beings and then expects that they will share with others. Sometimes he does it in big ways. A miraculous star leading rich men from the east. A whole heaven filled of bright angels, telling the shepherds, unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. Sometimes, though, he does it in little insignificant ways, like when the shepherds run to tell. Or on First Friday, or vacation Bible school to reveal mysteries to the children, to tell them of the Savior because for many yet, right here in the Cops Park area, Jesus Christ is still a mystery. In fact, we had one of the mothers come up to me on First Friday and say, I would like to know what's in the Bible. To her, it's a mystery. And then when the children know the mysteries, 
then they proclaim it. You know, 4.30, Christmas Eve. Parents are all here. Full church. The children were there to reveal the mysteries. Not just to be a bunch of nice kids dressed up in their Christmas Eve finest. Mysteries revealed. Another interesting thought here too. St. Paul says, He allowed me to explain the way this mystery works. God who created all things kept it hidden in the past. He did this so that now, through the church, he could let the rulers and authorities in heaven know his infinite wisdom. Oh, that's kind of interesting. The wisdom of God, even the angels in, in heaven didn't know until they saw God reveal it and saw him uh, open the gospel to the Gentiles. In fact, you might say that every time a person is told about Jesus and becomes a believer, puts a smile on an angel's face. How many angels have you made smile recently? Thanks be to God how many things we know that are no longer a mystery to us. We don't have to wonder, who is God? He's revealed himself, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. His Son becomes human and yet divine at the same time. He suffers for all the sins of mankind. He rules over all things. He has forgiven all of your sins. And he wants all to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth. Biblical mystery, something that only God knows, but that he chooses to reveal to humans, and then he expects them to share that news with others. So when it comes right down to it, no matter how you calculate the 12 days of Christmas for Epiphany, today we celebrate Epiphany. God making his son known to the inclusion of the non-Jews or the Gentiles, that's you and me, now members of his church by God's grace. God revealed his thoughts to humans so that they might share it with others. That is our privilege as a church, our mission, and our mandate. So, go tell it on the mountain. Over the hills and everywhere, go tell it on the mountains. Jesus Christ is born. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Please stand.